So uh, tonight, just um, I want to start off just ask you a question. We're on question number 10 of our catechism. I know you probably don't have a copy with you, and that's okay. I want to see kind of where you, um, where you stand on this anyway to see what you come up with. Here's the question. How many persons are there in the Godhead? All right. So there are three persons in the Godhead. Who are they? All right. And so um, explain that to me. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, all right. Okay. So, um, are these are these three? Are these three persons in God, or are these three persons are they th- are the are three persons that are God? They are God. So, what do I mean by that when I ask that? What am I trying to get across? So are there are there three persons? Yes, sir, go ahead. You can try, yeah. Okay. Okay. Here, here's what I want you to be careful of because, uh, gee, you got something for us? I was going to say, I'm glad Lyle didn't get his major contract signed. Okay. Okay. So here, here's what I want you to be careful of, because um, while there is an element of truth to all the things that you're saying, that here's what we here's what we have to understand. God is of a nature and an essence that we will never in this life fully comprehend and fully be able to understand 
or even fully explained. The Bible was given to us so that God could tell us, this is who I am. Even though with our finite minds, we may not be able to, or we will not be able to comprehend all of who God is. Because He is infinite, we are not infinite. So here's what we have to be careful of. We don't want to try to uh, put ourselves in a place where we can just always explain, well, this is what... So what I have learned over the years is that the Trinity is not something that we should really try to explain or try to give an um, explanation so that somebody would just go, yeah, okay, I get that. That makes sense. Instead, the Trinity is something that... The word Trinity is never mentioned in the Bible. Do you know that? But there are scriptures all over the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelations that tell us that God is three persons that are God. And all three persons, they are three separate persons and they are God. All three God. Now again, we have to be careful because yes, we can use examples like water and we can use examples like different roles. And But at the same time, that is not going to explain what the Godhead is. And we are not meant to be able to explain God. Because if you can explain God, guess what? He's not God and you... Yeah, um, God cannot be explained. But God is not here necessarily to just be explained in such a way that everybody goes, okay, now I know exactly what God is, who God is, what He is like, Instead, here's what we're supposed to do. We're commanded to have faith. And what is faith? That's right. It's, it's believing with full assurance that what He says is absolute truth, right? No matter what it is. And so when God tells us that He is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, and all God, guess what we do? We say, yes, sir. And so, when it comes to the Trinity, one of the things that I want to explain to you tonight is that what you need to do is learn how to just be able to point to the Bible and say, here's why I believe in the Trinity. Because the Bible says it here, here, and here, and I believe what God says. The, the Trinity is a doctrine that is to be believed and received by faith, and faith alone, just because God said, this is who I am. It's not meant for us to be able to wrap our mind around it and a light go off and go, okay, I get it. It makes perfect sense. It's like this and this and this and this. No, there's an element of truth to that, yeah. But you can't explain God. All you can do is listen to what He says and go, okay, I believe you. If that's who you say you are, all the evidence is there. I trust you. So let's look at a few scriptures just to see what the Bible actually says about the Trinity. Um, Chassie, you got a Bible? Look up um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Christy, can you look up? Do you have something? You don't have one. Um, Doris, do you have, any, do you have one? Okay. Look up uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6. Fagan, you got Here's, look up John chapter 1, verse 1. Francis, John chapter 10, verse 30. Nikki, you got one? 
John chapter 14, verse 9. Nathan, John chapter 20, verse 28. Um, let's see. You would have been 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6. Brian, look up um, Acts chapter 5. Verses 3 and 4. All right. Will you look up um, Matthew 28, verse 19? Nathan, can you look one up? All right. Which one did I give you? Okay. Okay. And then, um, Shirley, you got a Bible? Can you look up 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14? Brian, did I give you one yet? Yeah, I said Acts chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. All right. Eddie, you got your Bible? Can you look up um, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9? And then one more. Um, can I think you got one or Shane? Either one. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. All right, Chas, read yours. So no one knows the thoughts of God except who? The Spirit of God. So here again we see that the thoughts of God are only known by the Spirit of God. God. So do we see the distinction between the Godhead and the Spirit of God? All right. So next, let's do First um, Corinthians chapter eight, verse six. Doris. So there again, the scriptures just teach us. They just tell us, they say, okay, there is one God, the Father, from whom all are all things and for whom we exist, one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. And so there it describes two persons of God there, and it describes the two persons of God as God the Father and God the Lord Jesus Christ, or we also know Him as God the Son, Jesus Christ. All right, now... Let's find, um, who did I give John 1 1 to? All right, go ahead. Yep. Okay. And we know just from reading those scriptures, who is it talking about when it says, In the beginning was the Word? Jesus Christ, right? And if you read the rest of John chapter 1, there's no questioning that. All right. And it actually goes on to say that. Without Him, there was nothing made that was made. That all things were made by Him and through Him and for Him. And so again, you have another scripture to where God tells us from His Word that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So there again, you see that the Godhead as we see it, the Godhead is three persons that are God. And this is what the Bible teaches us. 
It's not meant for us to... Um, I, I, I want you to walk away from, not, from this tonight going, I don't really quite get it. I can't quite wrap my, my, my hands around it. I, I can't quite grasp this because I want you to understand, God didn't mean for us to grasp Him and to just be able to say, I understand you completely. He meant for us to say, this. He meant for, for us to listen to who He says He is and for us to go... I believe it. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to what? To please God. It is only by faith that we are to take His Word and we are to say, I believe it. I trust you. You are good. I know I, I know that what you say is true and, and I believe it. And that's what it means to believe in the doctrine of the Trinity. Now, John chapter 10 verse 30. And yeah, who's saying that? I and the Father are one. In other words, we are the same. We are two of the persons in the Godhead. And that's important. They are individual persons. They are three distinct persons. And yet all three are God. Alright? Now let's go to John, uh, 2 Corinthians... I'm sorry... Got the wrong one. John chapter 14, verse 9. So what's Jesus saying there? We are the same, right? We uh, That's right. That's exactly right. We are one. And yet... We are two distinct persons. I am God the Son. He is God the Father. And we exist in this Godhead. Alright? And, and again, we'll see Scriptures to support that here in a minute too. John chapter 20, verse 28. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Here is where... Thomas declares that Jesus Christ is God. Not only are you my Lord, the one that has come to save me, but you are my God. Alright, Acts chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. All right, so who did he lie to? The Holy Spirit. And who does Peter declare that the Holy Spirit is? God. So here Peter says it in the same verse. He says, listen, you lied to the Holy Spirit. And then at the end of it, he says, you lied to God. So there again, we see that the Bible teaches us that there is a third person that is God, and yet he is distinct from God the Father, and He is distinct from God the Son. It is God the Holy Spirit, God the Father, and God the Son. Three distinct persons that are God. They are all God. Alright, now Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, 
Now, if they were all, if they were all the same person, why wouldn't he just say, baptize them in the name of God? But yet that's not what he says. He says, go into all the world, because all three of them are distinct persons, and they each play a distinct role in this Godhead. And when you go into all the world and you preach the gospel and you make disciples, you baptize them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Three distinct persons, yet all three are God. All right? 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So there again, I'm just taking you to a few verses throughout the Bible that helps you to be able to see that God teaches us from the whole purpose of why you have this Word. Because when God wanted to reveal Himself to the world, the way He did it is He wrote a book. He didn't shoot a movie. I mean, the Bible um, on History Channel was some pretty good, pretty good, you know, shows for for the most part. But that's not the way God chose to reveal Himself to the world. He chose to write a book, His Holy Word. And when He wrote this book, He said, "This is who I am. This is what I have done. This is what you have done. This is where we stand with each other." And yet, this is what I'm going to do to give you the opportunity to make it right. And then this is what I'm going to do after that when I restore all things. And so this book points out to us, this is who He is. And our job is to listen to it and say, yes, sir. (laughs) You are who you say you are. All right. Now, look at um, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. Who did I give that one to? All right, go ahead. For in Him dwells the whole fullness of the Godhead bodily. What does that mean, bodily? Bodily. What is a body? In Jesus' human form, in Him dwelt the whole fullness of the Godhead bodily. He was one and the same. He had all the character and the nature and the attributes of God the Father. He played all the roles of what God the Spirit would do once He ascends back to the Father. In Him dwelled the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now you think about this for just a minute because we, we just celebrated Christmas and I don't think we really take into consideration the, the miraculous event of the incarnation. And when I say the incarnation, what I mean is that God the Creator became flesh. The same God that holds everything in motion by the word of His power Do you know right now that you're sitting on a giant blue ball spinning at I forget how many miles per hour? How much? 25,000 miles per hour. 
Right now, you're, is that what it, I, I don't know. I can't remember it. You're probably right. But right now, you're spinning on, on a giant blue ball at so many thousand miles per hour. And it's attached to what? It's just sitting here floating. This giant blue ball that you're sitting on right now, if, if it were to, if it were to speed up just a little bit, you'd go. Or if it were to, if God were to put the brakes on for just a minute, what would happen? Right? Y'all follow me? Everything is in its proportion. Do you know that they say that if the earth were to move, I, th I think what, just a few inches closer to the sun, what would happen? One inch closer to the sun, the earth would, would burn up. Or if the earth were to move an inch away from the sun. Right now, that's what science tells us. Every star, the Bible says, He knows them by name and He put them each in their place. They're exactly in their place. They're supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Perfection. Yeah. You think about, I mean, it, but, but here, here's the point. The Bible says that all things are in its place by the word of His power. The word of His power. And yet that God that holds everything in motion and keeps everything exactly where it's supposed to be, that God in whom all things exist became a man on earth. Can't wrap your mind around it, can you? Chrissy's over here going. That's right. That's right. You can't wrap your mind around this. But God, the Creator, became a man. And the fullness of this Godhead dwelt bodily in Him. We can't explain that, can you? You can't explain that. All you can do is look at Him and go, Yes, sir. <laughs> I trust you. I believe it. The Bible says Abraham believed God and he accredited it to him for righteousness. We look at that situation and we go, well, Abraham was 99 years old and Sarah was 90 years old and yet Abraham believed God? <laughs> That's impossible. You're right. That is impossible. But Abraham believed God and God accredited it to him for righteousness. And here's what the Bible says about our faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. If you want to please God, here's what God requires. God don't require you to be able to understand that ice and water... And again, I'm not putting that down because there's an element of truth to that. But that's not where we need to go. Where we need to go is we need to go to the Scripture and listen to what it says about Him and say, God is three persons that are God and I believe it because He said it. That's it. That's the end. That's the line. There is no other explanation needed. There is nothing else. Um, that is it. It can only be accepted and trusted by faith and faith alone. And this is a doctrine that divides a lot of people. G comes from a faith, I think, didn't you come from the oneness faith or something? You went to a oneness church. But I mean, you, you know from experience that this is a huge issue. Yeah, this is... That's right. 
And, and the problem is they're trying to wrap their mind around this instead of just listening to what the Word of God says and saying, I believe it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. God is one. But uh, but but again, they're saying that it's just Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is God the Father. That's right. <laughs> and that's my point, is that they're trying to wrap their head around instead of just instead of just taking the God, God at His Word and saying, okay, I believe you. And that's it. That's my point tonight. That's what I'm trying to get across. One last scripture, because it's 8 o'clock and we're, we're going to have to go, but... Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Shane, did you have that? So... He is the radiance of the glory of God. He is the exact imprint of His nature. He upholds the universe by the word of His power. And after making purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. What are you thinking? The purification is where He... He gave His life, his shed His blood for our sins. That's right. After He did that, He sat down at the right hand of God the Father. That's right. It's not, that's right. It's not mine to give you. That position has already been given to me. That's right. So let me let me read this right here. This comes from the catechism that we're studying. And next week we'll pick back up in this and we'll, we'll look into it a little bit more. But the word Godhead is needed because we shouldn't say that there are three persons in God. No, there are three persons who are God. Nor should we say that there are three gods. There is one God. They are distinct persons with special roles in creation and redemption, but they are in perfect harmony and are in ways beyond our comprehension perfectly one God. And that is the way that we should understand the Trinity. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>